can't really see anyone at the moment to talk about it with. Hello and welcome to the Backmarkers podcast. This is the first episode of a new podcast that I am creating to do with all things F1. My name is Ellis and just a little bit about myself. I am currently a student at university doing a degree in civil and coastal engineering and I've been following F1 since Fernando Alonso won his first title in 2005. I dipped out of the sport for a bit during the Vettel reign of supremacy simply because I wasn't really that interested in it at the time but when Rosberg and Hamilton started winning again was when I piqued my interest in back into F1. My favourite team at the moment is unfortunately Ferrari as I'm a big Charles Leclerc fan and yeah this was just something I thought I'd do in my spare time as lockdown is still in effect in the UK so other than university work and actual work I've not really got much else to do so I thought I'd just put this together as a little thing to do in my spare time talk about F1 as but let's get into it I'm going to try and do these as much as I can I'll probably do it like once every two weeks or so just so I can get my topics for the next podcast episode all together and all sorted before actually creating it because I'd like to put in a lot of research to make these podcasts good to listen to for people who have an interest in F1 and yeah here we go I guess on this first ever Backmarkers podcast episode. So let's get into this first ever episode of the Backmarkers podcast and the main topic for this podcast that I thought I would sink my teeth into is going to be my predictions for F1 2021 with the upcoming season beginning in a few months time in Bahrain. So my first prediction for the new season is going to be quite an obvious one that is most likely going to happen which is going to which is Lewis Hamilton will win his eighth world title with Mercedes in the upcoming year I do think it will be a closer fight than last year however but in the end of the day I think Lewis in the Mercedes is unfortunately just too too dominant to stop and we saw that last season with him only missing a race because of coronavirus. He rarely ever puts a foot wrong on the track. And Valtteri Bottas just does not compare to Lewis Hamilton in that car. Saying that, he blew Bottas out of the water, which I think will be the end of Bottas at the end of the season if he can't put up a fight with Lewis as well as he has done previously, maybe. Because... Red Bull are hot on their heels with Max Verstappen only finishing nine points behind Bottas last season. And especially at Abu Dhabi, despite the track not being the best, in my opinion, it's actually the worst track on the F1 calendar. Max showed that Red Bull can actually beat Mercedes on their day. But at the end of the day, it's about who wins the most races the majority of the time. And I do think Lewis Hamilton will continue his dominance of last season onto this season meaning that the eighth world title the record-breaking world title in fact will inevitably 
become his. However, I do think he will win less races than he did this year, but still dominate the sport. So now on to my second prediction for the F1 21 season. And my prediction will be that Max Verstappen is going to finish P2 in the Drivers' Championship behind Lewis Hamilton. Now, when you look at last season, Valtteri Bottas finished second with 223 points. However, Max only finished a grand total of nine points behind him on 214 points, and Max had five DNFs in that time, meaning that because he had five DNFs, he probably would have finished above Valtteri had that he finished in those races. And the majority of those DNFs, if you look back on them, weren't actually his fault. The saga of Crash Stappen may well and be over, in fact. But anyway, with Perez coming into Red Bull, I do think that will essentially push Max to the next level because, let's be honest, Albon was a nothing factor last season with Max in the team as Albon was out-qualified by Max in every single race. A grand total of 17-0 to Max Verstappen. But with Perez coming in, as I've just said, I do think that will make Max a better driver overall as he'll be pushed further than what Albon could do to him. But it begs the question, is that second Red Bull seat cursed? Simply because it's not been since Mark Webber where a secondary teammate has really out well and performed the primary driver, as you could say that Weber didn't, as Vettel won all four titles when they were teammates together. But at the same time, you had all that drama with multi-21 Seth, Seth, Seb, and all that jazz. But Weber did push Vettel to those four world titles even though Vettel is a brilliant driver in his own right. I do think that with Perez coming in, it will, again, I'm going to say this, it'll be a breath of fresh air, so to speak. But Christian Horner, as a team boss, from the outside looking in, from obviously the documentaries of Drive to Survive and just his interviews, he does seem like the type of bloke who'd be really, really bad to work for in a case of, he has a, basically he has an obsession with the teammate of Max Verstappen being within a half a second, and if you're not within half a second, you're not good enough for that second Red Bull seat, which is fair enough. You want to fight with Mercedes, high standards and all that, but again, it leads to a toxic work environment. As if like if you're not performing straight off the bat, then there's going to be questions asked about your ability, and we've seen it with Ricardo, we've seen it with Gasly, and now we've seen it with Albon that. When Max, because Max is in the team, the driver, the second driver, has this enormous pressure to be on par with Max Verstappen, who, along with Charles, is a generational talent in my opinion. I think when Hamilton retires, it'll be them two gunning for the, well, not the constructors' title, it'll be them two gunning for the drivers' title with Red Bull and Ferrari respectively. And I think George Russell will be up there as well in Mercedes, but by that point, I reckon that Ferrari and Red Bull will have had major upgrades and they'll be on par with Mercedes hopefully especially with the new regs coming in in 2022 however if Perez doesn't perform at Red Bull 
then serious questions have to be asked of the management. Is Christian Horner the right person to lead Red Bull forward? Is that second car up to standard with the first car? Is it getting the same amount of upgrades? Is it being developed as well? Who knows? Is it just a cultural issue at Red Bull? As I've just said, is it a case of it's a toxic environment? Because it seems like there's no coincidence that Gasly failed at Red Bull and Albon failed at Red Bull as well, essentially. Albon may have got a couple of podiums, but he didn't win any races at Red Bull like Max did. And you could argue that Mercedes being dominant kind of hinders that. But it's Red Bull's main prerogative for Max to become the youngest ever world champion and for them to regain the world championship. So you've got to say maybe they have to be ruthless in order to get to that goal. But at the same time, prioritising one teammate over the other, unless you're Lewis Hamilton, doesn't really aim for the right working environment. But again, like I've just said, Perez is a much better driver than Albon. Perez was arguably in a worse car than Albon this year and still managed to outscore him by 20 points and he missed two races because of COVID. So it only time will tell with that with Perez coming into Red Bull, whether it's a blessing or a curse. Personally, I think it'll be a blessing and I think he'll push Max even further to get P2 in the championship. That would mean that Bottas now moves down to P3 and with the new regulations coming in, if Hamilton is still in the sport, because there was that rumour that he wanted to go and be a fashion designer with Tommy Hilfiger, um, that Bottas might get dropped in 22 for George Russell, which I could really, really see happening, especially with Russell's stint at Sakir. I thought he was fantastic. He definitely is deserving of that Mercedes seat. And with Toto being his manager, it's kind of obvious what's going to happen there, isn't it? Now on to my third prediction for next F1 season this year and personally this isn't going to be a hot take but I think the midfield battle will be even closer than it was last season. By the midfield battle I mean McLaren, Racing Point, Renault, Ferrari and Alpha Tauri actually have an outside chance in my opinion of breaking into that midfield with Alpha, Haas and Williams still, in my opinion, not having a slight look in at all. So when we look at the 2020 Constructors table, we had McLaren on 202 points, Racing Point on 195 points, Renault on 181 points, Ferrari on 131 points, and Alpha Tauri on 107 points. So I predict that Ferrari will bounce back from last season so they finished p6 in the constructors championship and i think for them considering that we're going into 21 there is barely any regulation changes and there's barely any changes that they can make to their 2020 car meaning that most of this year's car will carry forward now we saw at the end of last season that ferrari despite being bad basically <laughs> uh they were on the up, I'd say, with you had Seb having a podium at the near the end of Turkey. Arguably, that could be down to a bit of luck from Charles locking up in the last corner, which I was very sad about at the time. I was gutted for him. But hopefully, with Science coming in 
as their P2 driver, not P2, their second driver, um, then he's going to push Charles even more and it'd be like a breath of fresh air in the team, in my opinion, simply because Vettel, whatever happened at Ferrari last year, Vettel just did not agree with that car. I think it might have been down to the fact that he basically got usurped by Charles and Charles is just such a good driver that he was making a four-time world champion look bad. And in my and not in my opinion, I've said that quite a lot now. Uh, in the end, I don't think Seb's mind was in it for Ferrari anymore. I think he was just waiting to get out. And until Racing Point now Aston Martin signed him, I didn't think he would get a seat for 21, which is saying something considering his record of, again, like I just said, having four world titles. But I do think they'll bounce back with Science in the team. I think it could get a bit feisty between Science and Charles because I don't think that Science is going in there to be the number two driver, even though he clearly is on paper. There was also that rumour going around that when on Science's first day at Maranello that Bonotto basically said to the team, yeah, we're looking at bringing Mick Schumacher in in 23, which a bit rude if you think about it. First day on the job and you're already getting hearing about getting replaced. So I think there'd be a huge, huge chip on his shoulder if that rumour is true, meaning that he want to prove himself so he can stick with that Ferrari seat for for a long time. Because I think after this season, despite well, whatever happens, I think they'll bounce back even harder. I think 22 might be their year that they finally get back to being P1, winning the Constructors' Championship. Maybe even with a Charles World title. Who knows? Now, that could be considered a hot take if you think about it. Anyway, back to the midfield battle. So we also have Renault, now Alpine, Racing Point, now Aston Martin and McLaren. Now, out of these three teams, I do think McLaren will perform the strongest uh, with Danny Ricciardo and... Lando Norris, I think they've got an excellent driving pair, driver pairing there. Arguably the second best driver pairing. Maybe even the, maybe even top in some people's opinion. But in my opinion, the top driver pairing is goes to Charles and Sainz. Maybe Max and Perez outdoes that, but I'm a huge Charles fan. I'm obviously going to be a bit biased. But I predict that McLaren will get at least one race win next year i think the mercedes engine is going to be key for them to kick on from last year and hopefully maybe even improve again but i don't think they will surpass red bull or mercedes next year the majority of those if their win does come could be i think it'll be in similar circumstances to pierre gasly's win at monza where some like a cluster just happens and safety cars galore and somehow they end up winning the race now, with Aston Martin, I'm going to be the first to admit that I am not the biggest fan of Lance Stroll in the slightest. I don't really rate him. I believe that he's good in the wet, but again, in the wet in Turkey, he just can't manage his tyres. Two laps into a new fresh tyre set and he's like, oh, I've got blistering. Yeah, that's probably inexperience on his part, but the way he comes across to me isn't like a decent person at all. And with Vettel coming into the team... I think that'll push him down the pecking order even more, simply because Vettel's a four-time world champion. Coming into the team, new again, like Sainz with Ferrari, breath of fresh air for the team. And it'd be good to have his experience there to see if they can, again, improve on last season. Now, I don't think they will beat out McLaren, 
So I could easily see them finishing at least P5 in the Constructors' title behind McLaren and maybe Ferrari if they get their act together. But yeah, now on to Alpine. So Alpine next season, as everyone knows, the return of Fernando Alonso and keeping Esteban Ocon. That will be an interesting narrative going into 21 because everyone thinks that Alonso is going to come in and blow Ocon out of the water and just make him look bad like he's done in the past to people like Stoffel van Dorn. But I do think that Ocon might have the better of him, personally. He, Even though he got trounced by Ricardo at the end of last season and in qualifying, actually, he didn't get trounced. He was on the up. My mistake. Anyway... He was on the up towards the end of the season on Ricardo's level. I think Ricardo's helped Ocon improve massively as a driver. And Alonso's now over the age of 40, unless he is 40 on the dot. I'll need to need to check that one. But he's spent two years out of F1. Spent two years out, meaning that he'd probably be a bit rusty in the old F1 car. And Ocon's the fresher, younger prospect. So it all depends on whether Fernando can come in and perform. Now, personally, Fernando Alonso was my favourite driver growing up. Like I said in my introduction, he was the first ever F1 driver I really, really got behind when he won his two world titles in 2005 and 2006. But I don't think he's going to do as well as people are expecting him to. Obviously, when Fernando comes into a team... There's a big personality that needs to be accommodated in the paddock as he's well known to take basically full control and, yeah, essentially. But now with Cyril gone from Renault, now Alpine, I don't think that there'll be much of a problem because that's one less big personality out and another getting, well, another one get replacing him, essentially. Now, on to final team of this so-called midfield battle is on to Alpha Tauri. Now Alpha Tauri surprised me a lot last year how competitive their car actually was considering they are Red Bull's sister team. And obviously Gasly's win at Monza was absolutely fantastic. Like so chuffed to bits for him considering all the crap he had to put up with at Red Bull. And with Yuki Tsunoda coming in, I do think that's an improvement on Daniel Kvyat even though Tsunoda is a rookie. But if you take a look at Sonoda's F2 stats from last season, he's only been in F2 for one season. And he won three races, scored seven podiums and four pole positions. Which is really, really good for a rookie season in F2. Which is absolutely fantastic. I do think he's a better driver. Well, proved, well, well he'll prove to be a better driver than Daniel Kvyat despite Kvyat having some good results last season. But third in the Drivers' Championship in your rookie year isn't too bad. And again, like I've been saying for all these drivers, with a new face coming in, it'll push the current driver, so it'll push Gasly to perform even better. And if AlphaTauri can improve their car even more, it will mean that they'll end up probably scoring some surprise shock results that not many people will see coming. But again, midfield battle, it's going to be a hella, hella competitive one next season. 
Now on to my final prediction that I'm going to make in this podcast, and it's going to be that Williams will not finish P10 in the Constructors' Championship. Now, at the end of last season, Williams had obviously scored zero points, which was even behind Haas, which is saying something considering how bad Haas have been with reliability. Now, they have to keep Nicholas Latifi, obviously, because of the Latifi money and all the sponsorship deals that he brings in. But with George Russell in that second Williams seat next season, I do think that they've got an outside chance of scoring some points. may not be loads and loads and loads of points, but I do think they will beat out Alfa Romeo and Haas next season. I think George showed in his brief stint at the Sakir Grand Prix at Mercedes how good of a driver how good of a driver how good of a driver he actually is considering he nearly beat Bottas had it not been for those two punctures towards the end of the race and he probably would have won the Sakir Grand Prix had he not had those reliability issues but again I do think he will kick he will kick the team on to perform better Especially now they've got Jensen Button coming in as an advisor. He can provide a bit more experience to that team, help with the new owners to try and improve the car because it's got a Mercedes engine in it. It's just the rest of it that's bad, in my opinion. And Latifi isn't exactly the best driver on the grid either. But with Alfa Romeo as well, they have stuck with Giovinazzi and Raikkonen, which is a decent driver pairing, if you ask me, because... You've got the youthfulness, well, semi-youthfulness of Giovinazzi, who's been improving season on season in F1. I don't think he'll make Ferrari team, but him and Raikkonen have turned out to be a good driver pair and the nice blend of youth and experience to go along with their, well, their growing team, I should say. Now, with Haas next year, I don't think they're going to do well at all. I think that with Mick Schumacher, they've got a fantastic young driver who will take the ball by the horn, so to speak. It's in his it's in his DNA. He kind of has to if there's a Schumacher name on riding on him, and he'll he'll perform a bit. But I don't. I'm not expecting big things from Mick in his first season in F1. I think he'll be lucky to get some points in that car, simply because the Haas car is the most unreliable one on the grid, and it's not just not good at all especially with that Ferrari engine in it as well, as last season showed the Ferrari engine did not perform as well as the Honda engines, the Renault engines, or the Mercedes engines, with Alfa Romeo, Haas, and Ferrari all suffering because of it. And unfortunately, they have a other driver whose name will be mentioned, Nikita Mazepin. I think that will have affected the team's mentality quite a lot because... Every time, every day you go on social media, anything that Haas posts is just, we say no to Mazepin, we say no to Mazepin, sack him, blah de blah blah They're not going to sack him, simply because he's a Russian and he brings in a shed load of money, I presume. Although they should sack him, because what he did was completely abhorrent and completely wrong. And he's just a bit of a knob, really, isn't he? Punching Callum Eilert in F2, it's not good, it's not very professional, it's not very sportsmanlike. But I think that will have a knock-on effect with the rest of the team because it's just going to be hell next year for him as he's a bit of an idiot and 
he rightly should be criticised for all that he has done. But yeah, in my opinion, Williams to do better than Alfa Romeo and Haas next year. Now, finally, I'm going to tell you all my predictions for the Constructors' Championship as my last non-opinion-based... Well, it is my opinion, but non-opinion-based Constructors' table. So, I'm going to go from the bottom up, and I've been dropping hints throughout this entire podcast of where I think that everyone's going to finish, mainly. If you've noticed, you're a real one. So, in P10... I'm going to predict that Haas will finish P10. Closely followed in P9 by Alfa Romeo. With Williams in P8. I think I said that in the last little section. Kind of made it a bit obvious what I thought actually. (laughs) Now the midfield battle is something I've touched on briefly. And it's obviously going to be quite hard to predict. But I do think it will be closer than last year. But it will be further away from the bottom three, if that makes sense. So last season, Alpha Tauri scored 107 points and Alpha Romeo scored 8. I do think there will be a bigger gap between those two teams next year. I'm still predicting Alpha Tauri to finish 7th, however. But I think they they will catch up a tiny bit to the likes of Alpine, Racing Point, now Aston Martin, my bad, and Ferrari and that. So I'm going to predict Alpha Tauri to finish 7th. Now, from 3 till 6 is a bit of a, again, like I just said, it's a bit of a guess, but I think Alpine will finish P6, Aston Martin will finish P5, and Ferrari will finish P4. Again, with quite a close margin between them. More so between Aston Martin and Ferrari rather than Alpine. I think Alpine will be the middle, near enough the middle between AlphaTauri and and Aston Martin. Now the top three again, pretty easy prediction to make. Really, I think it will be the same as last year. I think it'll be McLaren, Red Bull, and then Mercedes. But I do think, as I've mentioned, with Perez coming into the team. And Daniel Ricciardo coming into that McLaren team, I do think the gap to Mercedes will get a lot smaller than it has been in previous seasons. So this season, Mercedes scored 573 points and Red Bull scored 319 points. Now, I think it will go down to roughly around maybe 500, 520 for Mercedes and Red Bull maybe go up to around 400, depending on results. That's just a stab in the dark, really, about what I think. But just to recap my complete constructor's prediction for next season, where P10 would be Haas, P9, Alfa Romeo, P8, Williams, P7, Alfa Tauri, P6, Alpine, P5, Aston Martin, P4, Ferrari, P3, McLaren, P2, Red Bull, and Mercedes will win another Constructors' Championship in a row. And that's a wrap. Thank you for listening to the first ever episode of the Backmarkers podcast, wherever you are in the world. And 
I'm going to try and make this a bi-weekly thing with episodes coming out at least twice a month to start with. If there is a further demand for more episodes, I will try and do them weekly. It all depends on the news in F1, and if anything happens, I will add it to my list of things to talk about in the next episode. Um, the next episode, I think, initially, if no news comes out, is going to be all about my driver's championship standings for 21, going from 1 to 20, and I'll go into quite a bit of detail on who I think will finish where. I've touched on it briefly in this podcast. And yeah, so my name is Ellis and thank you for listening to this. I'll see you all next time.